Good morning from Westpac and welcome to another Finance AM podcast. I'm Ray Spicer, Westpac market strategist. In the financial markets on Friday, we saw some stronger US inflation indicators, which initially helped lift the US dollar. Uh, but later on, upbeat sentiment in equity markets reversed that dollar move. Uh, the S&P 500 closed up 1.4% on the day. In the currency markets, the US dollar index closed down 0.4% on the day. Uh, the Aussie dollar did a round trip from 70 down to 69.11 and back. The Kiwi dollar similarly from 62.95 to 62.18 and back. So little net movement in uh, both of those pairs. And the Aussie Kiwi cross ranged sideways between 110.97 and 111.36. In the interest rate markets, uh, US two-year Treasury yields did rise a bit from 2.83 to 2.88, while the 10-year yield uh, fell from 2.72 to 2.65%, uh, really reflecting those stronger inflation indicators, um, pushing up market pricing for the Fed funds rate, and in turn uh, flattening the yield curve. And we saw the 10-year break-even inflation uh, indication from markets rising from 25 to 2.55%, making a one-month high, again, following those stronger inflation indicator readings. Uh, Australian interest rates really just sideways ranging on Friday night. Uh, the three-year government bond yield via the futures between 2.75 and 2.81, and the 10-year yield between 3.06 and 3.16%. Markets are pricing the RBA cash rate to be uh, 47 basis points higher at the next meeting, uh, which is this week, and 170 basis points higher by year end. And in commodity markets, we saw Brent crude oil rising 1.2% to $108, copper up 2.1%, gold up 0.6%, and iron ore pulling back 2.5% to $115. Now, those inflation indicators uh, that I mentioned uh, in the US came from a number of sources. Uh, the US Employment Cost Index for Q2 uh, was stronger than expected, showing wage inflation uh, well and truly alive. And the Personal Income and Expenditure Report gave us the core PCE deflator, which is the Fed's inflation target. Uh, that rose an annual pace of 4.8%, slightly higher than expected, and making a 40-year high. So we're yet to see a peak in core inflation, uh, although one is probable uh, given we had a fairly large pullback in gasoline prices in July. We also had the uh, Michigan University's uh, Consumer Sentiment Survey, which uh, gave us a component for 5 to 10-year-ahead inflation expectations, that nudge higher also uh, from 28 to 2.9%. And elsewhere in the Eurozone, uh, we had Q2 GDP, which was stronger than expected. Uh, the German economy did stagnate, but that was uh, compensated by strong activity across other countries in the Eurozone, notably Spain and Italy, which benefited from reopening of their hospitality and tourism sectors. And inflation for July, uh, for the whole Eurozone, uh, rose 8.9% year-on-year, stronger than expected, uh, also for the core measure, uh, really keeping pressure on the ECB to tighten further. On the day, what's out that could be market moving? Uh, Not a great deal in the local time zone. Uh, We have a bank holiday in New South Wales, and in New Zealand, uh, really only second, third-tier data. 
In the US, though, we do get ISM manufacturing uh, activity data for the month of July. Uh, this is expected to see a pullback as uh, supply and cost pressures are weighing on manufacturing growth. Uh, but that's really it for the day. Uh, the week, though, contains a number of heavy-duty items. We'll have the RBA decision tomorrow. We'll have the Bank of England decision on Thursday. Both of those are expected to hike by 50 basis points. And we also get US payrolls data on Friday. Uh, I think those three elements will be the global highlights for markets. Well, that's it for me today. Thank you for listening. I'll be back again same time tomorrow morning.